Hey, my friends, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast, where we bring you tangible tools, tactics, and professionals to live a joyful life and be happy now. Today, we're going to be diving deep into external validation and one of the stories in my life, which is van life. You may be saying, Daniel, what is external validation? Or sometimes you can think of it as performance-based validation. So that is when you feel your worth or your identity is based in things that are outside of yourself. So an example would be, um, I'm going to be happy when I have something. Another term is is destination addiction. So when I have the family, when I have the house, when I have the job, when I have the nice car, then I'll be happy. But what happens is you keep pushing those things out. And also think about that. Each and every one of those things that I mentioned are things that are external of ourselves. Our external circumstances are something that we can't always control, but what we can control is how we respond to it and how we interact with it. So if I am basing my happiness and my joy, which the word happiness is actually comes from the root of happenings, which is something that's external. So if we look at joy, joy is actually a state of mind. So if we wanna live a joyful life, that's gonna be regardless of external things. So if external things like having a girlfriend or having the friends or having the life or the job or the finances are what make me happy, then that means I don't actually have control over that or don't make me joyful, then those things are external of myself. So one of the things that that I've found is for me, I had to switch it up. I had to have a huge pattern disrupt and what I call flip the switch and I did van life but each and every person is different. Learn from some of the things that I learned through this transformational time and apply any of them. You don't have to rent out your place or you know, cut your lease and move into a van, but what you can do is you can utilize some of the tools and tactics that I learned over this time period to help you so that you're happy now, so that you live a joyful life, not based off of other things or what other people think, but actually of who you are, because you're an amazing person. Uh, You deserve to be loved and you are loved. Shoot, I love you. Uh, And I don't even know you, but I'd love to get to know you. So each and every person deserves to be loved regardless of what they do, but actually for who they are. So for me, van life started uh, actually with a podcast that said, uh, Tim Ferriss said, that the one piece of advice he'd give his 30-year-old self is to start meditating now. It's not just for hippies who play the didgeridoo. So I was like, okay, this is somebody who studied every aspect of life. So let me look into this. So I looked up meditation, found what's called a transcendental meditation course, and actually took that course in April. The interesting thing is, is when I was taking that course, uh, I actually... um, kind of avoided the conversation with my friends and even lied a little bit saying that I was working instead of telling them because I was so concerned about what they would think if I was doing this meditation class. So even within it, it's interesting to look back at that and see that I was that consumed with what other people think that I couldn't even be honest and I was actually out of integrity with my core values. So I take the course. Then what happens is is the concept of what we call metacognition, which is thinking about your thoughts. So before, I was an autopilot. I used to always have music going. I would take 
really fast showers because I didn't want to be alone in my thoughts. I'd always have Netflix or different things on. I'd be surrounded with people all the time because I didn't like where my thoughts would go. I'd stay surface level. I was never really happy, but I was also never really sad. And it's interesting. I was reading a book that said that a lot of people can only, will, will name three emotions, anger, sadness, and happy. That's all they have. So what happens is if you're only, if you're only here in the middle, you're not actually feeling the full spectrum of the emotions. And that's where I was, is I was numb, I was an autopilot, and I really wasn't aware of my thoughts. And, but when I started to meditate, I realized that I was living for external validation. I used to correct people when uh, they would call my condo an apartment. I would correct them and say, hey, that's a condo because I wanted people to know that I owned it. I got a glass ping pong table so that I could have something that was different, so that people would remember me, so that people would talk about me. I had, you know, would rent a yacht for my birthday so that, you know, you get the Instagram picture so that people would think that I was living a life that people wanted. But what happened is, is I was still empty. I was still wasn't happy because I was attempting to put my happiness in external things and that will never work. And what happens is, is it goes back to that destination addiction is, okay, once I have the condo, then I'll be happy. Then you're in the condo. Okay, once I have the house, then I'll be happy. You get the house. Okay, once I have the house or once I have the family, then I'll be happy. And you keep putting that out and pushing that out. And you'll never be happy because it's based off of something that's external of yourself. So what happened is all of these things come together. I'm realizing I'm living for external validation. I start listening to podcasts more. Uh, because I'm really looking internal because it's like, okay, this isn't working what's external. I'm starting to realize some of these things. And I listened to Jesse Itzler said that life goes by too quickly when you get into a routine. And I realized that I was doing the same thing. I was going to the gym five days a week, partying on the weekends, going to clubs, getting bottle service, doing that stuff. And it wasn't making me happy. I was trying to fill a void with things that I actually, because I was avoiding myself, I wasn't spending that time to even get to know myself or love myself. So what happened is, is I said, okay, I'm living for external validation. And really a lot of it came down to women, to be honest with you, is I wanted to impress women with things. So the condo, the glass ping pong table, the life that they wanted, because I didn't think that they would love me for who I am, but, but for what I do. So what happened is um, I was like, okay, I can't impress them if I live in a van. So I, and I, to be honest, I didn't have the finances, even though I owned a condo and made um, multiple six figures, I wasn't able to actually afford to get a Sprinter van or get the nicer van because I was in credit card debt. I was trying to impress people with things. And so what happened is I spent all my money on, on these things. And so I maxed out my credit cards. The last thing I spent money on was the fans for the van. And it was a converted E350 uh, white van with a shock on the side, uh, and which is like the hang loose if you're not uh, aware of what the shock is. And, you know, it looked like a creeper van in some ways. The Shaka helped a little bit from that side, but if you saw it on the other side, it was a converted boys and girls club van. So it really wasn't going to impress anyone, but it did the job. I was able to live in it, got the fans, but the last of my credit card, not even actual income, but my credit cards 
were used to put those fans in so that Jackson, my dog, and I could actually live in it. Then once I rented out my place, I was able to get some cash flow in that way and was able to get myself out of debt in that aspect. But what happened is, is so then I move into the van. And I think the most important part of that is that I pulled a lot of things out of my life. So I took out um, certain influences. So I stopped drinking. Uh, I stopped dating. I really just played beach volleyball, worked, uh, and went to dog parks. So I spent time with my dog. And so what I was able to do is when you take things out, when you spend that time, and I think that's what's so important, you don't need to move into a van to be able to take some of the things out of your life that may fit your past, but not your present or your future. So I took some of those things out, and what I found is that the things that I wanted to bring back in were the things that actually brought me joy, that actually were life-giving. And so during that time, I also stopped dating because, like I said, a lot of it was based in women. And if I look back at it, um, I actually found I was excluded when I was younger. So up until fourth or fifth grade, which when we're young is actually a very formidable time, especially for our psychology and our mental health. And I was excluded all the way up into the point when athletics and women came into the picture. So when that happened, then I started to become you know, somebody that the other kids wanted to hang out with. I had more friends, everything like that. So what that, what that manifested into is that my validation, my worth was based in these two things that it actually made me popular, that it made kids like me when I was younger. So, and that was something that was brought all the way into my later years in life. And I realized through reflection where, where that root cause was. So what I did is I stopped dating, stopped pursuing um, women. And so during that time, because I was using um, who I was dating or who was next to me to validate my worth. Like I remember I was dating someone and I used to introduce her and I would say, she's a UW cheerleader. It was like the first thing I'd say before even talking anything at all. And it, and as I look back at that, it was because I wasn't, and she was a great person, but I wasn't dating her because of that. I was dating her because I wanted people to see me in a certain light and I needed that validation. And so it's really sad looking back on it now, but it was part of my process. It was part of my story uh, and it got me to where I am today. So what I found is, is I pulled out some of those other things. I took out dating and then really during that time, I started to see that I was spending more time with myself. And I think that's the most important part is you can't love something that you don't spend time with. You can't love someone that you don't spend time with. So if I had never actually spent time with myself, I had been in autopilot. How am I supposed to love myself? How am I supposed to give somebody else in a relationship or even family something that I didn't have for myself? So during that time, I really started to work on myself and spend that time with myself so I was in my own thoughts, that I was able to process some of the things that I went through, like what I talked about in my childhood. So I really encourage you to spend that quiet time, whether it's going on a walk, whether it's surfing, whether it's just getting outside, but having that time where you're not looking at a phone, where you have what's what I call white space, where you can just think and process and look back at the labyrinth of our life, we're always looking forward. But if we look back and see the path that we have taken, it can be such a powerful processing time for us to be able to heal from the past, but also continue to the future. And then the next aspect of it 
was that as I pulled all these other things out, I was still doing normal things. Like I was working, I was playing beach volleyball, uh, and I was going to dog park. So I still saw my friends. It was just, I had a lot more time to myself. And so I was able to process and do some of those other things. So I think that's so important. But then as I had more time, what I did is I filled that time with podcasts, with audio, with uh, audible, with audiobooks, stuff like that. So I was able to really surround myself with amazing people because you, I love the quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, if you're spending time with some of the most successful people because they have thousands upon thousands of people who are follow their podcast, but also they've been successful. They have, like I love the term, check the fruit, right? They live the life that I want. They have an amazing marriage. They have fruitful businesses. They have amazing friendships and all of these things and, and they're happy. So I looked at it and I started to surround myself with those people. I listened to those podcasts. I would learn from them and implemented certain things. Meditation in the morning was so important each and every day. Diet, I changed what I was doing within diet. I started to do only fruit before noon. Now I do time-restricted fasting. But each of those things to be able to look at, okay, our body is, what we put in our body is fuel, so how is that gonna impact my life? Uh, journaling, that's when I implemented really my strong journaling practice at that time. I hadn't really done it before that when I was living downtown. And really just seeing that these aspects of my life were so integral to be able to really be happy with myself, to unveil that highest version of myself, and to push forward really with who I believe God designed me to be. And I think that journaling, the third part of that was so important because what that does is it makes you look at, one, what we're grateful for. Two, is you actually are in reflection. You're thinking about stuff in the past, but then also projecting out to the future rather than living in that you know, constant um, autopilot so you can continue to see where you want to go. So I highly encourage you to really, what way can you flip the switch in your life? What do you want to take out? What do you want to bring in? What are some of the things that may be controlling you, whether it's that external validation, whether it's um, caring what other people think? Like we all are aware of what other people think, but if you're aware of your thoughts, then you can cancel those thoughts. You can erase those and fill it in with a positive thought. You can fill it in with what you choose. It's like you don't have to believe everything that you think, and you get to choose what you think. So it's almost like that internal dialogue that continues to happen, and refine that in whatever way that you see as you continue forward. So I highly encourage you, look at what ways external validation may be impacting your life. What are some of the things that you can pull out And maybe what are some of the things that you're going to choose to bring back in after a period of time? And then also, what are the journal practices that you're doing? And are those something that can really fit your future? And then last, meditation changed my life. Spending that quiet time to really be able to to say, because your mind will tell you, I can't sit down, I can't do that. But really, you have control of your thoughts, and that's a way to be able to really take the control back so that you make that choice. Thanks for joining us on the Gratitude Podcast. Remember that you have the choice to make it a great day.